The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening and uh, welcome back to Streetwise. My guest, my guest has been here several times uh, before and uh, I'm going to just remind you a little bit about her. Uh, I always have a problem with this uh, introducing uh, her because she is a renowned psychotherapist. Once in a while, once I was eating something and I said psychotherapist. Anyway, she's a renowned psychotherapist. He's a great author. Uh, you read about her in the papers, the media. She's been as a contributing on a lot of television shows. Her book, uh, Life Begins at 60. Uh, I'm waiting for her to write my book, Life Begins at uh, 80. I want to introduce, uh, back to Streetwise, uh, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. Uh, Dr. Frieda, welcome back to Streetwise. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on your <laughs> oh, show. Hey, thank you. Great lady. Of course, uh, again, did she, uh, it's no secret, uh, at 60 years old, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum had twins. And now the twins, uh, I guess they're uh, close to being teenagers. Am I correct? They're 10. 10. Or close. Oh, another two more, 12 two more years. 10. So that makes you what, 49? That makes me, yes, that sounds good. I'll take that number. Uh, I feel like I'm that number for sure. Uh, that I know. That's a fact. By the way, you have a lovely family. I've seen them all online. You know, Thank and, you. And it's amazing how your, uh, your children interact with your grandchildren. That's pretty cool. They're the best of friends. Yeah, I imagine that. I mean, this is the... Uh, yes, who would know? Uh, well, we know now, and, and you show this, you show this that. Now, you know, it's, uh, what's going on now in, in, uh, that we're going to talk about, nothing really new. It's been going on from the beginning of time. Uh, allegations of sexual misconduct, sexual abuse, and, uh, you know, and sometimes the, these are just a word that just sort of covers up maybe rape by our, our sitting uh, congressmen and senators in Washington, D.C. But why do you think this is all coming out now when I say, aside from congressmen, senators, uh, other politicians, and people in the media, it seems to be after all these years, and like I said, nothing new, why is it hitting the fan now, Dr. Frieda? Well, you know, we live in a different time. Women are not as dependent on men uh, to be something that's powerful. That's something now is dependent on themselves. Because of that, uh, they don't have that kind of control that they used to, that they're needed so badly that they can get away with whatever. So it's a sad, I mean, it's a sad commentary to even want to get away with something like this. But you, you know the word casting couch. Mm. Uh, it's a popular word, and uh, it's been used many times by people of power, usually older men and younger women who need uh, to be dependent on that power. So it's been going on for a long time. Then we need to look at the double standards. And double standards existed uh, maybe 40 years ago, and a lot that's coming out now 
it's about 20 years ago, where uh-huh. still older men uh, saw women more as objectified, uh, you know, people rather than people who were uh, of sound mind and uh, they knew what they wanted mm. and uh, they uh, saw them uh, as another thing to get away with. And businessmen especially often feel as if uh, they can boast about their sexual escapades even if they're not true. Yes. But yes. So, you know, it, so it, when we're talking about certain people, professional men, and my research shows that, don't have that kind of tendency. They see women at work as equals. They come home to their families and treat their wives more on an equal basis. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying all men uh, that are businessmen are not uh, good husbands, mm-hmm. but I am saying that uh, they don't have necessarily around them uh, women that are equal in power. And it's, as it's going on, it's becoming more so, and these women are treated differently at home. They have more say financially. Uh, they have more say socially. Just across the board, uh, it does trickle down to their personal relationships, the kind of work they have. We're talking about sexual harassment, so it does start there where men feel that they can get away with what they've been getting away uh, with all these years. And then just to go further, uh, we are now in a time that's changing, but we had a woman, and you know how I feel about Hillary, and it's, yes. as they said in the beginning that this you're not responsible for anything I'm saying. But here she <laughs> was, this woman, right? Aren't you happy about that? But, you know, here, here's this woman who uh, professes to be there for women empowerment, when she stayed with a man who victimized women sexually, and she continued to do that even further. Mm. What kind of example was she today living with a man who was a, a serial sexual uh, abuser? Yes. Uh, that doesn't make sense, and that's a, a huge disappointment as a woman. And then we're looking at the double standards, how uh, Kennedy uh, definitely got away uh, with having all these women in his life, and, you know, the famous one, Marilyn Monroe. And we all knew about it. And we all knew about it. And then Clinton tried to do the same thing because he worshipped Kennedy, but this time he couldn't get away with what Kennedy did because we live in a different time. Hmm. Uh, and so the time that we live in today, men, especially the millennials, hmm. uh, are really more nurturing uh, their wives or their girlfriends or, or their companions uh, mm. have uh, more equal say. And there, there's some role reversal going on as well, where these women have more responsibility um, in the home uh, with finances uh, outside of the home. So each is getting a little bit of what the other was missing, and that's something that's finally happening today. Mm. But you know what I see? I see a lot of men who are out there uh, who are being accused. Uh, when I say a lot of men out there who, who have positions, senators, congressmen, uh, in the entertainment uh, world as well. And if you look at them, I'm going to use Harvey Weinstein as a good example. Harvey Weinstein, if there ever was an Alfred Hitchcock movie of a degenerate, right, pedophile, he would fit that description, Harvey Weinstein, you know. And what's, and what's amazing, and I hate to interrupt, 
because there's such urgency when you speak about him, because the things that he did, the acts that he did, yes. were obnoxious. I mean, just horrendous. And the sad thing is that these young girls, young girls, were victimized and they were traumatized because they didn't know how to respond to it. Oh. Uh, they were told, right, by their agents even, that uh, this man is going to have a meeting with them in mm. his room, in his bedroom. They trusted their agents. And they went in there, and they were literally traumatized. And we're looking at girls who have a future and a life, and they're dependent on this one person that may possibly get them there. Yeah. And they didn't know which way to turn. But Dr. Frieda Birnbaum, when they go into this person's office, home, hotel, whatever, uh, they see this person. How could they not? How could they not throw up? Truthfully, you know. Uh, I, I, look, Al Franken, Senator Al Franken. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I really, you know, if these guys didn't have a position, they would be virgins. You know, uh, I, I'm just so this gives them their power and their money and authority in some cases. This is the only way. How I can say this is really that's the only way they can have sex is buying by using this their, their uh, statue. So, and, well, that's absolutely that's absolutely true. But you know that uh, being politically correct does not mean that you're really seeing the true person. Mm. Uh, you know how how many people that dislike Trump? At least they're seeing the real one. I'm not saying they're seeing a lot of wonderful things all the time. But you know, being politically correct is a facade. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's perfect all the time, and the real person under that. Well, we're finding out that they're taking advantage of their position. And so you're right. Who would they be without that position? They, you know, uh, uh, on top of that, uh, let's, we, I mentioned Al Franken, Al Franken, and, uh, you know, we mentioned the double standard. Now, there is a double standard even in, in, in the political part of it, too, when you have a person like Roy Moore who's running for the Senate. He's not a senator yet. He's running uh, for the U.S. Senate, and then you have, and people want him to back out, uh, uh, just withdraw from running, and then you have people like Al Franken, and also uh, John Conyers, two state, two U.S. senators who are in office, and people are saying, ah, oh, well, you know, there are icons, there this and that, and so that's a double standard, you know, certain people are. You can like look the other way, and it has to do with. I have to say, with it seems like if you're a Democrat and you're caught, it seems like you can be forgiven to a degree. It's wonderful to be a Democrat. I mean, you can get away with almost anything. Oh. Uh, you know, it's just a, a pleasure. I wish I could just have Democrat across <laughs> me and just uh, do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I go, uh, that's a real free ride. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Mm. When you talk about these men who are uh, supposedly getting away with, uh, we're looking at them as if they're not really people that represent us today. Uh, there have been a lot of these uh, men uh, who claim that they did were involved with this before they had a political career. It still gives us um, mm. an insight of who the character of these people. So, yes, some of them were not in politics. Uh, some of them, uh, one was a comedian. 
right. and with you know, and then as we go on and we see uh, what direction this is going into, putting all this aside, we need to establish what kind of price these people have to pay. We don't even know where to go with this. It's almost as if there were times when people stole. I'm just making this up, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fine. You just they just went into their houses. No one said anything about it for fear. Uh, and today, uh, they're saying, no, you're not going to get away with it. Mm. But in what way aren't they going to get away with it? What are the laws today? What does that mean? So they lose their jobs. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at, um, uh, you know, Matt Lauer from the uh, yes. Today Show yeah. uh, and, and his sexual harassment and what he did. I mean, he, you know... We're talking about not only harassment, he actually had physical sex with this one woman. He locked the door yeah. and, he, and proceeded to have sex with her. Uh, and so uh, we're, we're looking at a situation where these men no longer fit into the roles of our society and to these prominent roles. So they're taken into a situation where they're in the back burner now. They can't get a job. They can't continue uh, their career, yeah. is that going to be the new law? If someone goes ahead and does such tactless, I can't even talk, yeah. mindless, um, you know, attacks on women, do they lose uh, their careers, or is there more than that? Uh, is there imprisonment? Uh, is there a financial uh, deficit mm. on their part? We're, we have not established yet. What well, the new laws mm-hmm. are going to be? Well, you know, Matt, with Matt Lauer, who we just um, mentioned, uh, yes, he makes twenty-five million dollars a year, I think. So I mean, he does actually. His salary is twenty-five million. I, I don't think it's going to hurt him, you know. Well, no. but I mentioned before, how come these uh, women don't throw throw up? The girl that you what the, the when you mentioned he had an office, you can close the door. So yes. a female was in his office, they, she locked the door, and then the only thing I would, you know, he told her to open your blouse. So now she opens her blouse. So what else, you know, so what would the guy think if she does that? And then, uh, all right, then he has uh, sex with her. The thing that I do believe in that is she, she passed out, she fainted, you know, and they had to call an NBC nurse to... Uh, to assist her, so I, what tells me that uh, she was pretty much indirectly persuaded, forced. However, you know, uh, do do I want my job? Do I need a job? Uh, will I lose a job? Will this affect me in my career? And if the fainting is legit, that would uh, tell me that she she did it. You know, most of them do anyway. Uh, not not completely freely. Well, true and not true. If someone were to ask a female to open up her blouse, right, and she does that without even stopping to protest in any way, right, as you just said, what message was she giving him? Mm-hmm. She was giving him the message, as anyone would suppose. Go ahead, I'm giving you permission. Yeah. Uh, to. Uh, to, go, to be promiscuous, to, uh, to, to go further. Uh, maybe she didn't know how far he would go, yeah. but he told her to bend over. I just read about it. Oh, and boy. she did so. I mean, mm, my God, you know so. how stupid can you be? 
uh, <laughs> if, if you're in that in that situation. So no, was she uh, someone who uh, went ahead and pursued this? No. Mm. Was it her intent? Not necessarily. No. But was did she have an opportunity to say, "I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't want this." So these men are very empowered yeah. by women, and it goes to their heads thinking that they're desired or these women have no choices. Mm. And women have continued through the years to give these men the message yeah. that it's, they're going to get away with it. And they have. And they have. And, so, and they have. So today society has changed. Uh, we're looking at a new way of having relationships, of having careers, of having empowerment. And only till women have the opportunity to have the same kind of level careers as men, uh, will this stop them? I'm not saying we're not, I'm not talking about sexual attraction. Yeah. And I'm not talking about even being sexually uh, assertive. Uh, that's fine. Uh, masculine female roles right. are very natural. And uh, we're, we're sexual creatures. Yeah. But I am saying that women who don't have the same say in it as the, uh, the, as the men, that's changing because today women are speaking up not about sex but about anything. Mm. And not only in politics but everywhere across the board uh, that they are much more visible than ever before. And so this is something we really need to uh, take into consideration. When these women were marching uh, uh, with Hillary, uh, that was a falsity. Uh, that was uh, something that didn't really have the complete depth of what women empowerment is. After all, you know, we sought for empowerment in relationships, with our careers, uh, with age, with me. I was on the same show as, uh, uh, what was his name? One of these, uh, famous, uh, singers, uh, wow. and he was 60 and I was 60. He had a child. Nobody even mentioned it. Uh. It didn't really matter. I had a child because I'm a woman. Right. You know, he was virile and I was crazy. That was uh -huh. interpretation only because our difference in sexes. So we still have a while to go and now, it seems uh, we're hitting another uh, frontier uh, with this sexual harassment. And that's going to change, too. I mean, yeah. 10 years from now, it's going to be a whole different language. Yeah. Now, is this the way, that, this the way to do it, uh, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum? Like, uh, is this the way to get, uh, I, I, I'm not going to use the correct word, equality? You know, I just don't like that word, by the way. But uh, Yeah, because equality, uh, uh. you know, uh, equality has a false sense to it too yeah nothing is really the same it's just a word that was has been overused yes men and women are different and that's a good thing mm -hmm. thank and god we uh thank god and we learn from mm -hmm. each other and we complement each other so that is definitely a good thing so you're right you need to think of a different word <laughs> okay but why is it not women uh i, I think the uh they're getting more brazen by coming out, and they're not. At one time, I, I could think about some terrible cases where well, women actually, way back, uh, commit suicide. They're about way back, and now they have no problem coming out and saying these different things. You know what they did, and and some of them are married and have 
children and maybe even grandchildren, and they don't have a problem going back what happened to them 40 years ago by certain people. So uh, why is it now? They didn't have the, they have the courage now is because times are changing, like you say. Well, you know, there's less shame. There's less sexual shame. I mean, women are having babies before they're married. I mean, before it used oh. to be a horrible thing. Where Correct. They would go and hide. They'd leave. They'd go somewhere, and then they'd say it's their mother's child. Uh, because there was such shame attached to it. So uh, Mm. when we're talking about confidence, uh, equal confidence is maybe more of a word. I'm using equal again. Yes, yes. But we're we're comparing the men and the women, and the men and the women actually uh, have need confidence in their own gender levels. Women uh, being more feminine doesn't mean you have to have masculine traits to be assertive yeah. uh, you don't have to be aggressive and so when we're talking about a woman who does try to have a career and family they're often thought of as selfish and a man is thought of as a family man so we're not talking about the sexual escapades itself mm. but what I'm talking about is what leads mm. uh, to these kind of decisions uh, that men are making that women have uh, a bad, uh, you know, vision image of who they are, while mm. men are thought of as masculine. We need to change the words from uh, thinking that women are uh, promiscuous, uh-huh. uh, in, and men are out there, and they are, have uh, this uh, ability to have this virile uh, image of themselves and see each other in such a way that we we can all go ahead and pursue what we want without feeling that there's a price uh, to be had, either losing your career or having shame for the rest of your life. It doesn't mm. have to be one or the other. You, you know, uh, some of these men, many of those men, they're not masculine. They're masculine because they have a, uh, a position, a high position, like congressman or, or senator, other than that, many of them, you know, would be, I would say, losers or nerds, you know, pretty much. I'm not bending, going, I hope I'm not going too far, but I think that this is a position that makes them masculine. By the way, I, I love women to stay feminist and say feminine. I mean, not feminist, but to stay, to be feminine, course, not to be masculine be, like you, well, you know. Well, for sure. It used to be you had to be one or the other. Yes, yes. I'm happy to say... Uh, that has changed, and uh, oh, it's changed big time. Big modern men are feminists now. Men are feminists, <laughs> uh, which is which doesn't hurt, which uh, really uh. helps. But you're right, Lou. You know, when you look at men and power, uh, when they don't have that power, uh, they often do get uh, depressed. Their yeah. ego, yes, uh, is affected by it, and uh, sometimes they take drugs and they get addicted. It's yeah. Like, being a celebrity, so that is a high. It is a feeling of uh, being above anything and getting away with anything. And getting and away. Some men yeah. And getting away. And some men have, and it's, you know, the old boys mentality that they support each other, and that's fading, and we're in a very refreshing time. You know, the baby boomers mm. uh, also were caught up in this. And now with this generation that really looks to the depth of meaning of having relationships, having careers that they actually enjoy rather than making as much money as they want, 
having lifestyles where they want to experience life rather than have to pay a big mm. mortgage. So we're turning a corner here on what uh, sexual harassment used to be and how it's looked at today. So the old boys network is fading. Right. We don't have that the way we used to have that. My son, um, he does not see women as inferior. Uh, he doesn't see women as um, people that he can take advantage of right. in any way, and not only sexually. Mm. So, you know, so uh, it's, a, it's a very exciting time for, for everybody because who wants to go home to someone who's just looking to hear how your day was. You yeah. want to go home to somebody who also has that spark and excitement, and right. that also helps not to have to look outside uh, the relationships. So women are bringing that into uh, the... Uh, Listen, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum, you at 60 years old having twins, uh, you guys had a spark in your home, you and your husband. Well, you know, forget about about who you're supposed to be, and and you have to focus on who you really are. Uh, Well, I know. If you listen to what you're supposed to be, forget about it. That's too boring. Oh, very good. You're you're unusual uh, lady. Can I say lady today? What do I say? Women, lady, female? Whatever you call me is... But what you know? Person, I'm a person. I'm a woman. I'm yes. a female. And if I'm a lady, Beautiful. that's a compliment. Oh, I love to. <laughs> that's the word I love to use. And sometimes they'll look at me cross-eyed. Well, especially when I say it to men. But anyway, the uh, well, that does. You know, that just doesn't work. Doesn't work too well. That doesn't now, work. No, you're no. funny. Now, uh, do some of these uh, people that do, uh, are being accused of these sexual misconduct do they surprise you? I'm using that as an example, like a Charlie Rose. You know, does that surprise you? You know, it's sad to say, as an analyst, and I think of what he's done in his life and who he is, we are often involved with our egos. Mm. And so he comes out across as mild-mannered, extremely bright, intelligent. Absolutely. And extremely likable. But again, he's a human being, and power can get to you. So, who knows what his relationship was like? Who knows what his real personal story was all yep. about? Uh, I don't know, and I can't really say anything about it. But is it surprise that anybody who has an ego, anybody who is given opportunities in life, feels as if they're above everything else? That's not a surprise. Even with Charlie yeah. Rose, who we all love, yes. and we, we all trust, and see as someone who could do no wrong Correct. has his reasons behind it, I'm sure. Not that he did the right thing, though. Uh, well, you know, you, but bottom line is, if anyone knows uh, th- about different personalities, like the Dr. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of uh, analogy that I'm, that I'm saying is that... Uh, you know, but to me, he's a, a surprise. Again, I, how do I say it? It's no surprise with someone like him that you mentioned. Uh, when you, you you sit and you, and you watch him, and you think he's above certain things, you know, and then you mm-hmm. say, "Wow!" You know, some women might say, "Wow, who do we who do we trust?" Right? Who do we? Uh, I mean, yes, it's just, but we as the situation. You're right, but as the situation unfolds, yeah. and we look at this situation where this woman opened her blouse, right. did anybody really force her to, mm. or was she taking an opportunity that right. maybe she feels she couldn't have otherwise? Right. So when well. we look at why, why people behave 
a mm. certain ways, no matter what you have to do to appear to the public that there's another right. part of you as well, because as a human being, yeah. you're not perfect. And I guess it shows you that Charlie Rose was not perfect. No, not. And by the way, we're going to take a break now. Hang in there, please, Dr. Frieda sure. Birnbaum. I'm going to take a little short break. I'm going to do a public service announcement while uh, my engineer is turning the tape over. I, I think that's what he does. I'm, I'm lost in that. I, I go in there, and that's where he's sitting, and, and you know, and, he's there. in his, in his uh, engineer booth, and it looks like I'm, I'm in the, an airplane. But anyway, uh, while, yeah, while he's doing that, uh, you know, the audience out there is, uh, the audience uh, out there, you, you know that the uh, one of the sponsors, or the main sponsor of uh, my show, Streetwise, is the New York Veteran Police Association. So now I got good news for you people out there. It, uh, we're accepting applications now to be a member of the New York Veteran Police Association. By the way, it's a national organization, people out there. We have, we have delegates all over the country. So the name, corporate name is New York, but it's a National Veteran Police Association. Anyone wants to be an associate member or a or, or, or sponsor, just go on info at nyvpa.org nyvpa.org leave us the information again if you want to be a, a supporter of it and I think and one of the things is now and uh, the doctor agree with me we're, we're going to might change the tone of the show a little bit but one of the things that's aggravating our organization is the uh, Kate Steiner uh, Steiner case that just uh, what ha it's terrible what happened in San Francisco. The, uh, the, uh, jury acquitted this, uh, illegal criminal alien, uh, for murder. This is San Francisco. And, uh, it, it looks like they got an OJ jury. So that annoys us. So we want to, our organization is going to target these politicians, by the way, just so you know, to, with these, uh, sanctuary cities that allow Someone like Jose Inez Garcia Zarate to go there and be deported or sent back to Mexico five times. And now they're going to punish him. And now, oh, we're going to send him back. Send him back? He's been back five times. Anyway, info at nyvpa.org. If you are a supporter of law and order uh, like I am, and of course, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum is. So uh, just... Uh, just go in there and get in, get in touch with us so we could take on these politicians who are protecting these illegal aliens that, you know, you, the, the song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, uh, now you go there, you leave your life in San Francisco. Anyway, um, I'm back with uh, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. I had to drift a little bit, but we are, we're just getting annoyed, Dr. Uh, Birnbaum, with all these things that are going on. It's like running amok, you know? Young ladies with a dad walking in the street, which you know, she's not here anymore, by someone. He says, oh, I found the gun, you know. Anyway, uh, so let's get back to what we were talking about. Now, uh, Charlie Ro uh, Rose, uh, you're saying he's a surprise, but no surprise, correct? But Yes, you know, what, what happens when there's stardom, celebrity, uh, we uh, have uh, a sense of our egos, and our egos often get inflated with power. Now, uh, these men who uh, took advantage also felt that other women 
uh, desired them. Uh, they had, mm. I'm just talking analytically speaking, that the reasons they did it didn't make it right, but uh, they felt that these women uh, were with somebody special. And yeah. uh, mm. they uh, were above everything and that they would be uh, involved with a relationship that was going to be sexual, that was going to exploit them. But then again, they felt that these women were looking to them to get something back as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're going to give them uh, a sexual experience and they're going to give them back a career or money. Yeah. So there was a gain in it for these women as well often. And that's why these women didn't report it. Right. Because they were involved. And now that there seems to be a coming out of not supporting any kind of sexual affairs mm. uh, within uh, the workplace, then what's going on is that these women are also... Can you hear this, the bell on the side? Hold that's on. Right. The, uh, well, these, mm -hmm. these women um, right. are uh, feeling that now they're going to band together and they're going to have a cause. But the reality is a lot of this happened when there was a payback. A payback. Women didn't have the opportunity mm. to advance themselves. Uh, they looked to men to help them. And, uh, and, and, very and, they, and they had they to had do... So you're saying that uh, for years... Uh, they were being taken advantage of and they, were, and they sort of accepted it because they wanted to get where they wanted to, to go, pretty much. And uh, they, they were felt they felt that there was no other way. No other way. Yeah, they I, felt I, that that was. You know, we're mm. looking at uh, the, the way women live. Uh, they often and today is not that different necessarily, not as much. Uh, they would get married to men who were wealthy, so they could have the kind of lifestyles that they were looking for. Right. And so there's this fine line, you know, what does ha giving sexual favors mm. uh, get you back? Uh, and uh, we're looking for differences today uh, with giving and getting. Uh, but at that time, they were more stuck than ever before. Mm. And some women took advantage of this as well. They do. Now, what's your thoughts on, like, the in the uh, Roy Moore case, uh, one of the... Uh, People that are accusing them of uh, uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, it's the it's forty years ago, and yeah, in, in, in that time, difference. you know, but in that time he was a judge. Uh, in that time, I think he was uh, a congressman, but he, he held office. Let me put it that way. And uh, forty years later, and then I watched her on television. I know you could psychoanalyze her. Well, great, if yeah. you, you're so hysterical. Now this is forty years ago. Should she be? That hysterical and crying like it happened 40 minutes ago? I, you know, I have trouble with that as well. So we're hmm. talking about coming out and making a point. Uh, the, and the point is that uh, here I am. Uh, this is what happened at that time. Right. And I have rights. Well, yeah. uh, the rights uh, that she had then... Uh, was uh, in a way similar, but she chose that at that time. Uh, today, because it's a more popular thing to do, mm. uh, she's choosing this. But the pain, you know, uh, when you talk about anything, uh, 
sexual assault or sexual harassment or anything is there, but it's not as sharp. It does subside at times. Now, he would have sex with younger uh, women. Right. I mean, I'm talking about 14-year-old kids. Oh that, yeah! Oh yeah! That's a little. That's but those are accusations. We, do we know if that's factual? That was a pretty much. Um, it seems to be. You know what is factual? That's another. I question. mean evidence. What I mean evidence. Evidence. Well, these women that are coming out stated that that was the age of that time yeah. that they were involved with him. Mm. Yeah, so pe- you yeah. know, it's, 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 the facts are their facts. That's what they. That's their reality. Yeah, that's heavy. What they're seeing. And several of women have claimed that to be in their teens. Mm. So uh, he uh, was involved with these women. And, you know, a lot of times young women um, are in, in fear of how to behave or what they should do. They really don't know what to do uh, with men who are really so aggressive with them that it's a, a, a right. shock. These mm. men that they look up to, correct, and they feel they can do no wrong, and then this happens, they're really taken off guard. These mm. young women. So traumatic. That would be extreme, extremely traumatic. Pretty much, if you're like 14, like you had mentioned, and a, and a, and a person a lot older, like this, like Roy Moore. Who was I think was in his thirties at the time when you know at the uh, at the thirties he was in yeah. his thirties and yeah. imagine somebody who's coming of age coming into their sexuality right that's traumatic enough yeah uh, not knowing how to handle themselves and they're at this very awkward stage yeah. and then they're put into a situation that's uh, something that's a shock to them to begin with I agree and they're traumatized by this so uh, how to behave. Uh, there are no rules for their behavior. We're talking about older women as opposed to these young kids. It's yeah. a whole different Correct. ball game. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, you know, you know uh, the only thing that uh, it's so many years later. They're coming out 10, 20, 30. In this case, we're talking about 40 years later. To me, that to me, I, I look at the credibility part of it. You know, it's probably true, you know, a lot of these cases, 10, 20, 30 years, but there still is a, there's a credibility question, and the question is, uh, why now, you know, you know, uh, in this particular case, it does, it does smell political, it smells a little like politics involved with the Roy Moore who's running for the U.S. Senate. So, in that case, she waited so long. And then there's a common denominator with a lot of these women that are coming out. That they have this, uh, what's her name? The same attorney, Aldridge. I can't think of her first name. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, was Anita yeah. Aldridge? The, uh, they have the same attorney. That's, uh, well, if you want to make an accusation or complaint, you find her. You know, so that's also. That's a popular a, thing to do. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So here we are in a situation where part of this group, part of this mindset, that people are going to support you uh, before you even say anything or before you even do anything, and so you clump together. So we're not looking at this analytically. We're not looking at the individual and what happened to them at that time and how did they respond and what did really happen that he did this to them? How did it start? 
I mean, with this lady opening up her blouse, right. it's obvious she was part of this. Yeah. How did the others happen? What are the real incidences that occurred? And I just don't want to hear what they thought of these men, but what did they do about it? Because the less they did, the more women would be in harm's way. Mm. They didn't set a precedent uh, for other women to yeah. go ahead and say, you know what, I don't have to put up with this. I'm going to do something about it. So now uh, we're talking about years and years later, years and, and years. women are coming out uh, because other women are doing so and feeling safer. But the rules have changed, and today we have to have some type of judgment plan for these men with a penalty will be something that's going to really change their lives. There was really no penalty before. Nothing happened, yeah. except maybe for these younger women uh, that were kids. Yeah. Uh, maybe the penalty was there, but there wasn't a price to pay. And once we do that, once we establish what they're going to have to put up with, they will really stop and think about what their next step will right. be. Now, let me ask you this now. What about these people that are fessing up uh, uh, this uh, movie, uh, Entertainment uh, Mongol. I, I always have trouble with that word. Uh, that Russell Simmons, uh, who's apologizing, you know, and Matt Lauer is apologizing. Uh, the U.S. Senator, uh, Representative uh, John Conyers. Well, uh, you know, so what is now now? They apologize, so now it's, it's, it's gone. We accept it and we say, okay. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry I did that 10, 20, 30 years ago or yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry for it. You know, it, it's like, what is it? In, I used to get, I still get a kick out of this when people say a person gets locked up for homicide, you know, and uh, some of the people say, wow, look at that. He doesn't show any remorse. No kidding. Remorse. There is no remorse. The only remorse is, is that they got caught. Same analogy here. They have remorse and they apologize because they got caught with their pants down. Absolutely. And we have to look at what happened individually because they're all being clumped together. Hmm. Uh, masses. And, and we're generalizing about all this. And that's why it's more confusing than ever. What happened? What were the ages? Uh, was there consent? And these women right. regretted the consent? Who knows? They're just jumping on the bandwagon because uh, mm. they can be noticed about right. something that did occur years ago. Right. I'm not saying it didn't occur, but how did it proceed? Were they well. giving them the wrong message? These women weren't guilty, uh, but you don't walk down a dark street with a short mini skirt on. Right. You have to be careful where you're going and what you're uh, doing. Yes. Uh, these women had to protect themselves. Mm. They had to make sure that who they were with, that they would get up yeah, and absolutely. say, uh, I'm sorry, this is not, this does not represent me. Yes. And just walk out the door. Walk out the door. Now, we have a call on the line, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. Yes. Let's take a call. Richie, Richie, you're on the line for Dr. Frieda Birnbaum? Yeah, Richie from Lindbrook. Uh, Dr. Birnbaum, I just wanted to get your opinion and I love what you have to say, even though I agree, I disagree with certain things. <laughs> That's what life is all about. That, that means you're uh, li that means you're listening. I'm listening very carefully, but you are mm. you make a lot of sense. 
compared to most people that I listen to on the radio. Oh, except for Luke thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm glad uh, you cleared that, 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 that I have to agree with. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. But, well, I just want to ask you, do you think money and lawyers are part of the reason and motive why these women are coming forward today, hmm. starting with somebody like Bill Cosby? I mean, if there were no attorneys and no money to sue and things like that, do you think they would be coming forward today after so many years they're married, they have kids and grandkids. If they didn't want to bring it out 10, 15, 20, 40 years ago, all of a sudden now, and we're talking about heterosexuals and homosexuals. Hmm. Well, money seems to be a very evil character in our lives. Hmm. And it puts us in situations that are not good for us. Uh, so you're right. It's a very ugly way of handling it. But these women are really right now being celebrated. Mm. Uh, they're visible. A lot of them look fantastic. Some don't. Some mm. don't even want to be seen. As I said, you know, it is the individual situation. But if they can go ahead and be supported and have recognition, um, even be celebrities again or yeah. get some kind of payback, uh, who's to say that that's not something that's drawing them uh, into this situation. So, uh, for whatever factor, I'm, I'm going to go back to just as this example for the fourth time or third time, that if a woman decides to, to open her blouse and then complains about it later, right. uh, you know, is this really a one-sided situation? Mm. If a woman uh, gets a leading role uh, in her career and then decides to talk about sexual harassment, uh, was she not just as involved as the man? So, yes, a lot of these women went ahead and empowered these men to think that they could do anything they wanted, whether these women consented or some women didn't consent. Right. So there was a, there was a role uh, to really be responsible uh, for their justification and mm. getting what it is that they wanted to get. And as I said before, a lot of times, there was no way for women to have high-status careers, to get ahead, to be independent, and they use their sexuality uh, to get there. I hate to say this, but it still continues. Right. Okay, but, but my thinking is, if there was no finance involved today, would all these people mm. come forward? Will the Bill Cosby people come forward if there, if there was no money to be gained in any way just to show what happened to them, but there's no finance. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you is, in your mind, I know what Lutalano's mind might be, huh. what therapy would there be for people <laughs> that are pedophiles or these sex addicts, in your, in your opinion, since mm. you're a doctor Good and question. you help these people, what would be the therapy to help them or discourage them? Or punishment, maybe. Punishment, well, you we know, know prison is there. Hmm. Oh, okay. When we're talking about addictions, or any kind of addictions, it's obsessions, and uh, the withdrawal period has to be replaced with other activities. So these uh, people often developmentally are delayed. Uh, they can't uh, really uh, progress in the same manner, or they see themselves as acceptable uh, in a sexual way. Uh, so they become more deviant in other ways. So they have to be more mainstreamed. They need a lot of therapy. 
Uh, they need to be able mm. to have the right social cues uh, and to see themselves as desirable so they don't have to be in a situation that uh, they're going to be stigmatized mm. and they're going to feel less about themselves. Uh, they don't feel good about themselves, believe me. Oh. Uh, they feel horrible about themselves. So they really need help. And if, if they can go ahead and get that kind of help, uh, clinics should be set up for people who can't afford therapy, all kinds of clinics for all kinds of addictions. We're talking about drug, alcoholism. Yeah. But the perpetrators, I think Richie's talking about the perpetrators aside from the victims. What, exactly. you know, because some of these uh, accusations yes. are actually crimes. You know, these are no, actually sex, these are actually are crimes. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Are you talking about the per per uh, perpetrators of these victims? Or are you talking I'm about talking perpetrators in general? I'm talking about victims and in general, but my word is you, you said it many times, they would have therapy. What kind of therapy would you, as a doctor or a therapist, have for a pedophile? What kind of therapy do you give a person like that? How do you change their way of thinking or their sexual act or, or their desire? How do you change that with therapy? Well, to change that with therapy, you have to really go all the way back. Uh, the first sexual ex, ex, uh, ex, uh, episodes and uh, the mm. first sexual uh, experiences, and even before, even way before that, is how you see yourself compared to other people, because often it's a matter of feeling accepted, uh, and then when you feel that you're not part of, you feel you're something else, and you don't have a way to explore that. Uh, you stay in it, and often it's a sense of shame or it's a sense of inadequacy in some way. So you continue to do that, and you get your high mm. from something you don't even want to get. But Dr. Brainbaum, yeah, like Harvey Weinstein, he's saying, I am going to go to sex therapy now, sex addiction therapy now, right? Yes. So uh, is, that, is, that, I mean, is, that, is that curable? Does that mean he's cured? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, you know, uh, he's he's using it obviously. You know, to, uh, to avoid. I would think mean, it doesn't mean yeah. the feelings aren't there. Uh-huh. Uh You have to override the feelings. Right. Uh, a willingness to do so is good, mm. but it doesn't mean you're cured. Uh, so you have to really be able to face that fact, face that you have these tendencies inside you, and know how to o pass it and overcome it which is a lot of hard work. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, you know, resistance to your inner feelings, your original feelings. Uh, it's compulsive behavior and wanting to know why you put the, those feelings in that direction and redirect your behavior to compens compensate in different ways. Mm. Uh, you can have uh, a sexual experiences, an exciting se sexual experience, with an appropriate partner, right. and that's something that these people are missing out on. Aha, uh -huh, very good. Well, I want to thank you very much, and I appreciate your answer. Well, I'm sorry good. you asked me a first question. I don't know if I answered it or not. You, no, I forgot Dr. Birnbaum, 
You answered everything that I expected. You did <laughs> oh, a great a job. Well, I wish and everyone would say that job. to me. No, no. Okay, <laughs> That's thanks. why you're my therapist. I feel much better. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, exactly. you what? Here. Are you one of oh. Dr. Bernbaum's patients? I'm just kidding. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I you, don't think so. I would, I, don't think so. I would remember their voice. I know you would. It's I know. A very nice, it's a very kind and nice voice. Wow, very so true. Anytime. Yes, Good. it you're, is. Good, sure. yes, yes, you, uh, absolutely, I have to agree with you on that. It. Now, we talked about money, yes. uh, Richie touched on money before, the caller, and, you know, one, now, what's your thoughts on this? Like, the congressmen and senators, they've been getting caught, like we say, caught, uh, accusations for many, many years. They, we, uh, there is a slush fund. In other words, if they're, what you know, they get accused of, uh, sexual uh, allegation, uh, they make a settlement. There is a budget in Washington f- for uh, f- to settle cases like that. In other words, a woman walks in, I this guy fondled me, groped me, and I give a, a couple of hundred grand, you know, and she wants to go to the court, give her a million dollars. But we, ha- with that, by the way, it's taxpayer money that they have. There's, yes. it's appropriate. It's now there's there's a step further, which I found out just I think yesterday. Aside from that, monies. They have, every congressman or, or U.S. senator has, which we know, they have their own budget for their staff. Built into that, there's a settlement for that as well, you know. So why not? They might as well. In other words, they have a green light, pretty much. That's true. That's true. You're right. You know, that was the first question, actually. And mm. uh, the reality is, you know, who would put themselves out, uh, put their names out there, uh, if there wasn't some kind of compensation, hmm. uh, most of the time, uh, for women to get that lawyer and to get that hmm. opportunity to be visible and in the media, uh, it's a lot of work too for them. They have to stop what they're doing, stop their lives and put themselves out. But as, uh, as, uh, we heard, you know, it's true. Uh, so it's payback, and there is money involved. Yeah. And it's something that when you work with that kind of situation, uh, it's hard to know what the facts are because that compensation is getting in the way. Mm. Uh, and we don't really know. You know, are they saying this because they're going to get uh, a good amount of money back now? Yeah. Uh, these people who used to be uh, celebrities or stars or whatever or weren't, and they need the money now. Uh, so there are many angles to this. We can't generalize each woman and put them out there together as a group and say, this is what happened, period. Absolutely not. Mm. Different people, different experiences, different women. And when they're coming forward, uh, we don't have that kind of uh, time to listen. But they really should be uh, uh, scrutinized, interviewed like anyone else. And just not taking for granted everything they say. Uh, some women have uh, are telling the truth, and some are yeah. maybe stretching the truth. And hmm. we do need to separate those people. That's well. That's going to be a little uh, not easy, but you, but you touched yeah. on it. But you touched on it before. I think the uh, the uh, it's the money, pretty much, right? Of course, it's the money. It's the but money. If they're going to yes, it's yeah. the money. You know, many talks, as they say, and uh, in, in a bad way. Uh, and these attorneys are working anyway. Let them work in such a way mm. where there's fair representation for each party. Wow. Uh, there is not fair representation. I mean, 
uh, Matt Lauer, not that he did the right thing, it was like on fire. The minute they found out, that's it. He was off. He was off uh, the media. Well, because it was he overwhelming. Was, that tells me there was was overwhelming evidence. You know, that's why yeah. they think you know and no and and he did the same thing. Uh, I apologize. I, you know, I mean, just that gets rid of it. Give him a few bucks, apologize. But you, but you touched, uh, obviously touched on everything you, you, you touch on is uh, really, for us, we, we learn from you. But, uh, where do they go from here? That's right. What happens to them from this point on? By the way, it didn't affect Bill Clinton. So, uh, I don't know if we it could. It didn't affect him. Uh, he was president and, uh, uh, these women who he chose, um, and I'm sure he paid a lot of them off. Uh, mm. His uh, his wife uh, oh, supported boy. him, and uh, he quickly uh, dismissed them. Uh, Monica Lewinsky uh, was uh, somebody he discarded, uh, and she uh, was uh, emotionally uh, and physically, uh, uh, you know, put into a situation uh, where she was felt no longer desirable, mm. uh, and people uh, really did for many, many years. I mean, now she's speaking about it. Right. They uh, scrutinized her immensely. So she, uh, that, that's true. Not only did he get away with it, but the women that he uh, sexually uh, was involved with, uh, they're the ones that uh, didn't get away with it. So yeah. it's the opposite of what's happening today. Yeah, in, in, in that case, poor Monica Lewinsky. Uh, people are, for whatever reason, angry at her, but not Bill Clinton. She became the bad. We were guy. angry at her. She's got the bad she's name. Man. Yeah, she's the, she's left with a tainted name, but not Bill Clinton. It's just sad. Exactly, and who knows it's what he sad. promised her? It's very sad. Marriage, yeah. who knows what mm. he promised her? Yeah, she oh. didn't get it. No, no, she didn't get it. You know, you're you're right. You know. So these victims, uh, right. at, at that time, uh, you know, stay that way. And so that's mm. why he got away with it. And his wife, wow. Hillary, uh, Miss Woman Empowerment, helped him. Wow. Dr. Frieda Birnbaum, thank you again. Wow, it's, you know, it goes My so pleasure. fast. It goes so quickly, it, it like does. a minute. I have, uh, if your husband is listening, tell him I, I, I really enjoy this hour that I spent with you. Well, my pleasure. <laughs> I enjoyed it even more. How's that? Thank you, Dr. Frida yes, always. We'll talk you again. Will. God bless and stay Absolutely. well. You and yours. You too. Bye. Have a good holiday. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Bye. Dr. Frida Brainbaum. Thank you. By the way, this is uh, Lou Talano. Thanks for listening to Streetwise, and I'll catch you later.